Okay, Rabbi Saipash, Tzlach Lecha. Okay, today's shir we're going to call Hold On to Your Shoes. <laughs> we'll see. The uh, very interesting, we know in Halacha, the Halacha always gives precedence to the right side over the left side. We know when a person gets dressed, you put on your shirt, you put your right arm first, right leg in first, right sock on first, right shoe on. When you wash, by the way, when you, when you take a shower, Mishnah Brewer brings down, First, you should wash your head. First, shampoo. People say, I like to shampoo last. Okay. The, be- the Mishnah Bruce says, first you wash your head, you wash your face, that's a- then you do the right side and the left side. Okay. Yeah. That's a very common problem. But the Mishnah Bruce brings down, what's the reason? Why does the right side in Halacha have precedence over the left side? Mishnah Bruce brings down, I believe, from the Taz. Shekain Matsinu, Betaira, we find in the Torah. Shahayimin, Chashiv, Tamad. The right side is always more Chashiv. Le'inyin Bayan Yad, Beregel, in terms of putting the blood on the, the parts of the Kayin, it's the right hand first. Ulchol Hadvarim. Throughout the Chumash we find Shemakdimin, Hayimin, Lahasmal. The right side is always more Chashiv. Bayan Yadai Hayamanis, Bayan Raglai Hayamanis. But I was looking, but why? Why does the Torah give chashivos to the right side? Why the right side? So the why? The Mishnah Bura. I was looking yesterday. I couldn't find it right away. I knew I once saw in the Mishnah Bura a reason why the right side is more important. I thought it was in Simon Bays by Halachos of getting dressed, but actually he writes it in Simon Dalit, and that is why is the right side more important? Conceptually, the right side represents God's attribute of chesed. The left side represents God's attribute of strict din. That's why you're supposed to pour first from the right, with your right hand, onto the left hand, so that chesed should be misgaber over din. I also once found, that far, that far, you know, we don't know. But the right side represents chesed, the left side represents din. One so even more interesting, that one of the reasons perhaps why the right side is more important is because when the Torah was given, Mi'aminai, Eish Das Lama, Hashem gave the Torah with his right hand. Right, the Aruch HaShulchan brings down, and the Gemara in Brachos, this is in Simon Gimel, Isaiah. He says, Kvanis Boer, you know, in mekanchen biyad yamin. What do you mean the Torah was given with the right hand? There's no right, there's no left for Hashem. Good question. Conceptually, the way we image it, the imagery of it, somehow was given, like we said, chesed. The Torah is a chesed. Ahava, rabba, haftanu. The Torah is God's greatest um, illustration of his chesed. We know we don't... When we carry the Torah, we're supposed to carry on the right side. When a person, you know, the halacha talks about everything. person is mekaneach. Person wipes. You don't use your left hand. You're supposed to use your right hand. Because the, the, excuse me, you're not supposed to use your right hand. Right? When a person wipes, you don't use the right hand. You're supposed to use the left hand. Why? Because with your right hand you eat, you write, and if you're a conductor for the, for the, uh, not for the Philharmonic, for the Balkaire, you're supposed to use your right hand, and you tie the tefillin with the right hand, so therefore, you're not supposed to wipe with the right hand, only with the left hand, but not the middle finger. 
But you put it, but you so put it well on the left arm. But the chashivus is given to the hand that you tie it with. We'll see, we'll see. Oracle makes you a lefty. Yeah. That is assuming that you're, you're, you're weaker or... You're deficient. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Don't. Okay. Anyway, that's the halacha. However, there is one exception to this rule, and this is something we're probably all familiar with, that even though the right side always takes precedence, there is one area of halacha where the left side takes precedence. Tzillin, right? The Shulchan writes, look at number four in Simon Bey's, Sif Dalad, Yino, Mino, Yemin, Chila, first you tie the right, first you put on the right shoe first, but don't tie it yet. And put on the left shoe. You tie the left shoe first. And then you tie the right shoe. Okay, very interesting. Even though when it comes to anything else, the right side always has precedence. When it comes to tying shoes, the left side has precedence. Says the Mishnah Why? Why? Says the Mishnah Because when it comes to tying, the left side is more important. Where do we see that? So, tefillin. You tie the tefillin on your left arm. You're using the right hand to tie it. No, that's not why you tie with it. That's not why, right? Right? Says the Mishnah de Le'inyin, Kshira, because regarding tying, Matzinu, we find Shahatayra, Nitna, Chashivas, El Hasmal. The Tayra gives Chashivas to the left hand. Because you put the tefillin shayad. So therefore, Rabbi said, therefore, since when it comes to everything else, the right side is more important. The Torah was given with the right arm of God. The right side is din. The right side is what you put the bayin yad, bayin rega. But when it comes to tying the left side, it's more important. So therefore, you tie your left shoe first. So the question we have to ask is, huh? What in the world do shoes, shoelaces, got to do with your tefillin? What does tying have to do with the left hand? Yeah. Why is tying reserved for the left hand? I mean, from a practical... No, we're not. We're saying that because you tie the tefillin with the left hand, therefore the shoelaces, you're supposed to tie your left shoe first. What are the shoelaces... You tie the tefillin with your left hand. You put it on your left hand, but you tie it with your right hand. But regarding tying, we give importance to the left side by tying it onto the left side first, and therefore we tie the left shoe first, and that's why... We put on, there's some kind of connection between shoelaces and tefillin. Bechlal, very interesting. It's reverse it. You put on the first the left shoe and then the right shoe. It's Chai Misa? No, no. It depends why he's doing it. It depends why he's doing it. If he's just careless or he's not thinking or he's tired, no, there's no punishment. But if he doesn't want to follow the halacha badafka, so I don't envy that person. Okay. The, very interesting. Very interesting. Not only that, if what if a guy comes and says, B'Shas Hashmad, put on your left shoe first, you've got to give up your life not to, not to listen to him. We'll see about that. Okay? And even more. That's, that's giving up Yeah, we'll see. It's the Gemara, now listen to this. We know we start every morning Shachris with Adon Olam. Yeah, Adon, look at number 12. Adon Olam Hashem Alach. You ever wonder, why is that the beginning of davening? Why do we say Adon Olam? Who was the first one? Very interesting. Very interesting. 
The Gemara tells us in the Sechta Brachos, on Dav Zayin Amid Beis, look at number 14, Amar Rabbi Yochanan, Mishom Rabbi Shimba Yechai, Miyayim Shabara HaKadosh Baruch HaOlam, from the time that God created the world, Lohaya Adam Shekarai LaHakadosh Baruch Hu, Adain, no one ever called God Master, Ad Sheba Avraham, until Avraham came, Vikarei Adain, Shenemer, like it says, Vayoymer, Adai Shem Elohim, Bama Eda Kiyereshena. Yeah, Hashem, Agen Herder Eretz Yisrael. Avraham was the first to refer to God as Adain, and since he was the first to refer to God as Adain, this is his Chashivos, this is his greatness. He was the first to recognize God as Adain. What else was Avraham's contribution to Klal Yisrael? Well, he had many contributions. The Gemara tells us in Brachas on Chavavam Abbas, the Avais were Masakein, the Tfilos. Yaakov Avinu was Masakein, Mariv. Yitzchak was Masakein, Mincha. And Avraham was Masakein, Shachris. So, there's a story that the brother of Chaim Velazhner, Reb Zemela, once published a Siddur. And in his Siddur, he had a comment, the following that he comes to the Grah, he wants to get Haskama for his Siddur. The Grah opens up the Siddur, and Reb Zemla said, you know why we start Shachris with Adoin Olam? Because since Avraham Avinu was Masakein Shachris, and Avraham Avinu was the one who innovated the concept that Hashem is Adoin, therefore it is most appropriate to begin Shachris with Adoin Olam. Does the Siddur have Yeah. So the have a lot of things that I don't like. But the um, the Sederim say to say Rishis Chachma, right? The mission. Anyway, we'll see. We'll see about Matayvo. Yeah. What did they say? There was a story that this parent didn't want to send to Yeshiva. Finally sent to Yeshiva, and they're going on an outing. The kid is taking his time. His father says, "What are you doing?" He says, "I forgot. I they taught me I have to try my left first. Right. And then the right, but I turned to the right, so I had to go back. That's what they teach you in yeshiva? No more yeshiva. Didn't go to yeshiva years later, about to marry your fixer, and calls her up for the day of the wedding, says, I can't marry you. I'm Jewish, I can't marry you. So she, uh, he was tying his shoes, and he remar- remembered. So, uh, then she, he became prim, and she wanted to know what Judaism was all about, they both wound up in there and got married. So, see the tying shoes? Very good. Very good. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so, this Mechaber brought the Siddur to the Gra, and the Gra says, if this is the only thing that it says in this Siddur, it's worthwhile, it's worthwhile to publish. Look at number 13. Look at number 13. Mesupar, there's a story. This is, comes from the Siddur, the Hakdama to the Shalas Suchuvas Kan Feyoyna. And he writes the following. Mesupar, there's a story. Someone came to the Gra with his commentary to a new Siddur. Ayin Hagra, the Sefer. The Gra looks into the Sefer. He finds Shahamachaber, Nasan Tam, Lahaschala, Seder Hatfila. The Machaber writes that why it has a Siddur. Why does the Siddur begin with Adon Olam? Based on the words of Shimbayichai, that because the Gemara says Miyam Shabara Kalish Baruch Sa'ilam Lo Haya Adam Shakala Kalish Baruch Adain until Abraham, and since Abraham Avinu was Masakin Shachris, that is why what we say 
in Shachris. So the Gross says, wow, if this was the only thing that it has in the Sefer, it would be worthwhile to publish. Better look at number 16, where he brings down the same thing. Why we start, why we start Shachris with Adon Elam? Why do we start Shemayna Esrei with Adon Shem Sefasai Tiftach? Not Yud Kevavke, Aleph Dalet Nun Yud. For the same reason, we are invoking this chus of Avram Avinu. Avram Avinu innovated the concept that Hashem is Adon Elam, and that is why the Mishnah tells us, by the Shechitas Hatamid, how do we know if it's light outside? How do we know if it's daybreak, if it's dawn? So what does the Mishnah say? Go out and see. Go out and see whether the eastern horizon has lit up till Chevron. Why are we bringing in Chevron? Because we're invoking Shechosavos of Avram Avinu. And that is why we start with Adon Olam. We start with Adon Shem Tzvasai Tiftach to be Mazkir, the Shechos of Avram Avinu. And that is why we begin even before Adon Olam. Ma toivu oyalecha Yaakov. Mishkan Yitzhak Yisrael. Va'ani b'roiv chastacha. We bring out the Midah of Chesed, which was the Midah of Avraham Avinu. So let me ask you, Rabbi. Yeah. Why is it then that the only time the Chazan, when they start davening, says Adon Olam is on Rosh Hashanah Yom Kippur? It's not something the Chazan has to say. Uh, Most of the davening. Adon Olam is so important. We're not saying it's... Not only as a Kehila... We should say Adonah. We end off Adonah. First, first let the people come, you know? <laughs> let them be there for that part. Then we'll worry about saying it at last. Because nobody would hear it at the beginning. Rabbi, it's <laughs> very interesting. The Mesha wants to know that we know we wear Talas and Tfilin. What is this man of Talas and Tfilin? All day. All day. So, tell, so why do we wear it by Shachris? Wow. Could do it anytime. There's nothing to do with Shachras. So do it right away when you get up before Shachras. So wash your hands, put on talis and tefillin. No, but you have to recognize the Kodesh Baruch power. That's why you say... So do it. What does it got to do with Shachras? Put it on. Put it on. Take a look and then dive Lulav and Esrig, right? You, you know, you wake up in the morning, you go out to so you do a Lulav and Esrig, you're holding the, the whole Shachras? What are we doing Taos and Tfilin doing Shachras for? You can do it any time during the day. Says the Meshachach, you know why we wear Taos and Tfilin by Shachras? Because who was Masakein, Shachras, Aravinu, and in whose Zuchus do we have Taos and Tfilin? Aravinu, look back at number six. Aravinu says to the Melchizedek, "I'm not going to take a shoelace. I'm not going to take a shoe strap. I'm not going to take a string, and I won't take a shoe strap." Says the Gemara in Chula number seven, "Amar Rava, Bischar Sham Aravinu Emichud Viadzroichnal." Because Aravinu said, "I'm not going to take a shoelace," because he said, "I'm not going to take a shoe strap." Klal Yisrael were zeichet to two mitzvahs. The string of tzitzis and the strap of tefillin. So who was Masake in Shachris? Avraham. And in whose zechus do we have talis and tefillin? Avraham. So what better time is there to wear talis and tefillin than Shachris? Says the Shachachma, look at number 17. Uvechulen. The Gemara tells us in Chulin, Beschar, Shamar, Avraham, Avinu, Imichot, Viyad, Srech, Nal, 
Zachu ban of the shtei mitzvahs. Klai so we're zechut to two mitzvahs. Luchot of tchela. Uritzua shel tefillin. Says the meshachachma. Why were they misakin to wear talis and tefillin by shachris? If really you could do these mitzvahs the entire day, the answer is v'yitachin. It is very possible. Shebet tefilas shachris sha'avraham tikna that in shachris that Avraham was misakin. Because Avraham was the one who allowed us to merit these two great mitzvahs. Comes along Rabbi Kiva Eger, he says an amazing thing. And by the way, the Levush writes the same thing. If why do we have tefillin in the zechus that Avraham said, I'm not going to take a shoelace. So don't we see there's a very strong connection between shoelaces and tefillin? So therefore, it makes a lot of sense that if the tefillin you put tie onto your left arm, your shoelaces you should put on your left, on, you should tie your left shoe first because it was in the merit that Abraham said, I'm not going to take a shoelace. That what? That we were to the mitzvah of tefillin. So does a lefty also tie his... Right shoe first? Yeah. Why? Because he puts on his tone on the right arm. He puts his tone on his right arm. So? But that's because it's Yadkeha, right? Yeah, but the shoelaces follow the tefillin. So whatever the tefillin is. Look at Rabbi Kivega number 8. Look at right. Amazing thing. The tchashivos tefillin hubikshira. Ra'isi b'sefer emek hamalach. I saw in the sefer emek hamalach says Rabbi Kivega. Parashas lachlacha. Tam Lishvach, a beautiful reason why we tie our left shoe first. Api Maidersiv, the Chazal, you want to close the door? Pay test, the Gemara Nchulim tells us, Beschar Shaamar Avraham, Imichud, Viad Sroich Nal, Zachu Banav Lebez Mitzvah. In this chus that he said, I'm not going to take a string, I'm not going to take a shoe strap, we were Zachar the two mitzvahs. Chud Shalt Chelas, or Tsur Shalt Falin. Mishum Hachi says Rabbi Kiva Eger, because of this, Kivan de Zachul Tfilin, Neged Shamar Atzreichnal. Since we were Zachat Tfilin, because he said, I'm not going to take the strap of a shoe, therefore Chashivus was given to the shoelaces on the left side. Nitin Chashivus, Lisreichnal, Likshar Tchila Besmal, Shakoshim Atzfilin. That is the connection between Tfilin and shoelaces, because Avram Avinu said, I'm not going to take a shoelace, and in that schus, we were zechah to tefillin, so therefore we give chashivus to shoelaces in the same way we give importance to tefillin. It goes so far, listen to this, look at number 10 for a minute. We know there are three cardinal sins you got to give up your life for. What are they? Right, but that's only under normal circumstances. But if it's a shas shmad, even for a mitzvah kala, you have to give up your life. <laughs> so the Gemara in Sanhedrin, Ayin Dalet Amin Aleph, going over to Ayin Dalet Amin Beis, says, not only that, even not at a shas shmad, even at a, at a, even at a normal time, if it's public, if it's in front of ten people, you have to give up your life for any mitzvah. For any mitzvah. Okay, that's a separate sugya. So the two... The three cardinal sins are you always have to give up your life. But if it's a shashmad, or if it's public, you got to give up your life even for a mitzvah kala. Says the Gemara, what's a mitzvah kala? Says the Gemara, afilu l'shnuye arkasa de masani. 
even to change your shoelaces. Even to change your shoelaces, you got to give up your life. What does this mean? The human life is so precious according to the Torah. Yeah, but not for this. Not as precious as this. Now, what does it mean to change your shoelace? So the riff writes that Jews used to wear a certain color shoelaces. And Goyim wore a different color shoelaces. Goyim used to wear red shoelaces. And Yidin used to wear black shoelaces. And if a guy came to a Jew publicly and he said, change your color shoelaces to red, you're obligated to give up your life. So the Taras Chaim wants to know. Slip-ons. That's why I wear slip-ons. Yeah? So the Taras Chaim wants to know, why did Jews used to wear black shoelaces? So this is very simple. Because the whole reason why we're zaycha to tefillin, the reason we were zaycha to tefillin is why? In this chuset, Avram Avinu said, I'm not going to take a string, I'm not going to take a shoelace. So we find there's a connection between shoelaces and tefillin. So that's why it was a minog be Yisrael to have black shoelaces like the ritzuos of tefillin. And therefore, if the Goyim, not only if the Goyim say, we want you to stop keeping the mitzvah of tefillin, even if they say, we want you to stop following a custom which is merely symbolic of tefillin, in a shashmad, in a time where the Goyim are specifically trying to uproot the taira, you have to give up your life not only for a mitzvah, but even for a small minhag. So why are we allowed to wear loafers without these shoelaces Because it's not a minhag anymore. It's only, it was a minhag at that time. It was a minute at that time. It's no longer considered a traditional Jewish custom. They wore it in the times of the Gemara. Nowadays, it's not a custom anymore. But what do we see from here? There is some kind of strong connection between shoelaces and tefillin. That's all we got. That's all they tell us. So I'm thinking, what in the world is the connection between shoelaces and tefillin? And the next part of the shir, you like it, you like it, you don't like it, you don't like it. Okay. Take it or leave it. <clears throat> so we find something very interesting. We find something very interesting. That when Hashem comes to Moshe Rabbeinu at the burning bush, Hashem tells Moshe, what? Take off your shoes. Take off your shoes. Huh? Why? Why should he take off his shoes? Says the Rav Chaim Velazhner. Rav Chaim Velazhner says the following. Rav Chaim Velazhner says, if I were to ask you right now, this is something we've learned before. Where is your neshama? So we would say in your heart, in your brain, in your eye. Okay. None of those answers are really completely true. The majority of your neshama is right now in Shemayim. Tachas Kisei covered. And it trickles down, 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 down through all the different oilamais until it enters your body. The part of the neshama that enters the body is only the heel of the neshama. It's only the bottom part of the neshama. The body to the neshama is analogous to a shoe. What does a shoe hold? It holds... The, you don't live in your shoe. Unless you're the old lady, you don't live in your shoe. Right? 
The shoe merely houses the bottommost part of the body, the heel. The body to the neshama is like the shoe to the body. Right? The body is the shoe. The neshama is the primary part of our existence. And only this, the bottom part is entering the guf. That's what the Nefesh HaKhaim tells us. That's what he says. He brings rise from the Zayar, because the Zayar says, Avraham, Avraham, and next week's parsha. there are two cha- See one, I'll talk to you about it after. That's what he says. The, that is why, whenever you're in a Makam Kadosh, like in the Beis HaMikdash, where you need to be focusing on the existence of the Neshama, we say, take off your shoe. That's only a symbolic gesture. This is, the gesture is, focus on the Neshama. Forget about the guf, focus on the Neshama. So the, the shoe represents your body. The shoe represents your body. Now, the body, sometimes, if it's not connected to the neshama, if it's not in touch with the neshama, the body could go off. The body could run after its own desires, run after what it sees, run after what it desires, run after whatever it wants. So, right? The body, which is analogous to what? The shoe, could fall off, could become loose. What ensures that our guf doesn't become loose? That we don't follow the desires of our heart and don't follow the desire? What mitzvah that we do ensures that our heart does not veer off, that our mind does not veer off, that our mind is subjugated to God, that our body and heart are subjugated to God? Tefillin. Tefillin is the mitzvah that ensures that our guf doesn't become loose. That's what we say when we put on tefillin. Look at number 21. The t- One second. The pas- look at number 21. Pasuk, we say, some people say the tefillah, the tefillah before we put on tefillin. Why do we put tefillin on the arm opposite the heart? Why opposite the heart? To be meshabed, to, to subjugate, taival, our taivos, and our thoughts to God. Why do we put it neged hamayach? Because the Nisham is our mach. We want to subjugate all of our feelings and all of our abilities and all of our kaychais and all of our taivos to Rebbe The tefillin are the part, are the mitzvah that ensure the guf does not become disattached from the neshama. In other words, the tefillin makes sure our shoes don't fall off. Right? The tefillin makes sure that the shoe, which is the guf, doesn't become loose from the neshama. That's what the shoelaces are. The shoelaces are make sure your shoes don't fall off. The tefillin makes sure. The tefillin makes sure what? The tefillin. One second. The tefillin makes sure. Tefillin makes sure that the guf does not become too loose. That's the connection between the shoelace and the tefillin. The tefillin are the mitzvah. The tefillin are the mitzvah that ensure that the guf which houses in a Shema, does not fall off, does not go out on its own, does not become loose. The tefillin, so to speak, are the shoelaces of the body. Or, we could say, even deeper. The Malbim writes in Pasha's Kiseitse, what do we do to Yivama, right? So a, ma- a woman, a man, excuse me, who doesn't want to ma- marry the deceased, the deceased, uh, his deceased brother's wife, so what does he do? We take off the shoe, and she spits. Why in the world are we taking off his shoe? Why are we taking off the guy's shoe? 
Says the Malbim, because the Gemara says in Masech the Shabbos, the Gemara says in Masech the Shabbos, that a king, a king rides on a horse. A free man rides on a donkey. And a human being wears shoes. A, a king rides on a horse, a free man rides on a donkey, and a human being wears shoes. In other words, what's the Gemara saying? The predominant characteristic of an Adam is that he wears shoes. What? I would have said the predominant characteristic of an Adam is he has das, or he could talk. That's, a, that's how we describe a human being? A human being is someone who wears shoes. I mean, you could put shoes on a donkey. How are shoes symbolic of the greatness of man. So the Malvin says like this, why do we wear shoes? It's not merely to protect our feet. If you wanted to protect your feet, you could wear iron boots. You could wear... Why do we wear leather shoes? You know why we wear leather shoes? Because there are animals that could talk. You know, whales communicate. Monkeys could communicate. There are animals that have certain levels of das. The predominant characteristic of man is not their ability to talk. And it's not their ability to think. What is it? There's one difference that human beings have that animals don't have. Free choice. Animal could exhibit a certain element of intelligence, could even communicate to a certain degree, but no animal will ever act with intelligence because he chooses to. An animal cannot choose an animal, whatever it does, is already ingrained and inborn. Human beings are the only creature that can choose to do what they please. Right? They could, use, they could choose to do what they please. So therefore, human beings wear shoes, which are made out of Bali Chaim, which are made out of animals, to indicate the fact that we are one notch above them. Because we have the ability of, we have the ability of free choice. That's why in the olden days, how did they used to make a Kenyan? They would take off their shoe and exchange the shoe for something. Why the shoe? So the mom says, because the shoe represents the greatest ability that man has. And if you want to honor your friend, you say, you know how I'm going to prove to you that this is an authoritative tra transaction? I'll give you everything. I'll even give you my shoe. Because my shoe represents my greatest faculty. That is why we could add, what bracha do you make on shoes in the morning? Sha'asali kol sarki. I have everything. Why because take them off on Yom Kippur? It's reducing us to the level of an animal. Because we're going after... Possibly, but you could also mean the other way. We'll talk about that after the share. He discusses that. You have a lot to talk to him about it. Yeah, no problem. So therefore, the Malbum says, shoes represent the ability to go against one's nature and choose the correct path in life. That is why this Yavam, he says... I don't want to marry her. What do you mean you don't want to marry her? But the Torah gives you a mitzvah to marry her. No, I don't like her nose. Well, you don't, because you don't like her nose, you're not going to fulfill a mitzvah. So go against your nature. Fulfill the mitzvah even though you don't like her nose. No, I don't want to. I'll do what I want to do. Oh, you'll do, you don't have the ability to choose. You don't have the ability to go against your nature. Take off your shoe. Take off your shoe. Yeah, he's not sure. He's, he's going along with his instinct. That's what the Malbim says. So shoes represent man's ability to utilize his free choice and not give in to his taiva, not give in to his desires. Perhaps that is the connection, again, between tefillin and shoes.
Because tefillin also, the purpose of tefillin is to subjugate our thoughts, subjugate our desires, subjugate our taivos to the Rebbe It demonstrates our ability to fight against what we want and subjugate them to Hashem. That is symbolic of, that is what the shoe is, is symbolic of. The shoe is symbolic of our notch above the animal, that we have that ability to choose. And perhaps that is the connection. Avravinu says, I don't want your shoe. I don't want your shoe. I don't want anything from you. And that perhaps is somewhat of the connection between shoes and tefillin. Rabbi Isai, Agun Shabbos.